So, so let's talk a little bit about, um, I was thinking about Tainas, uh, Chuva, Sara. So the main thing I'd like to do, I think, is learn through Anina a little bit. I've learned through it this morning a little bit. But before that, I just had a thought. I was thinking this morning a little bit about, it's like an Issa. And where um, it behooves us to do Chuva and to try to, you know, Chuva, right? But there's like, I don't know, a feeling I have, and I assume it's shared by a lot of people. It's like, I'm just one guy. You know, it's like, it's not my Issa. Like, I understand that I'm sick or someone in my family is sick or even someone in my community, you know, you know. But like, this is a Tzara for Klai Yisrael as a whole. If anything, you could argue Jews are at Yisrael, but I don't know. I think this affects all Jews, you know, and the sentence in America and like, whatever. It's just weird. Yisrael affects us in many different ways, on many different levels, practically, in terms of our safety, in terms of just future of Klai Yisrael, right? So this is a Tzara of Klai Yisrael. So it's a, it's a big cholesterol. So what I'm going to do, Juba? What, what's what am I? I'm just one guy doing Juba. Why do I have to, you know, change my life because of was one thing? I mean, I'm just a small little piece of a whole big nation, and whatever I could do Juba on my little thing. But what does that have to do with the, you know, the bigger picture here? There's a bigger picture at Sara, and I'm just a small fry, whatever, you know. So, like, I think that type of thinking could get in the way of being able to do tshuva and, you know, responding, right? So I thought of an example, okay? I thought of a marshal, okay? And the marshal is in a war, okay? You have an army, okay? Now there's, you have an army, right? You have an army. And you have guys, like, I don't know, people who are going to the army, right? Guys flying from America to Israel to go fight an army. Like, you know, in an army, you have 300,000 people, troops in the army, you know? So, what's any one troop going to do? Right? What's any one guy? Guy could go in the army and say, Look, I'm going to work. I'm going to run. I'm going to try to uh, run a three minute mile or whatever. I don't know. Shoot this to that. One guy. What's one guy going to do? Right? But, I mean, the answer is, I guess, two things. Maybe many things. But I mean, obviously, an army works because every individual gives it their all. And that's like what allows an army to work, right? Like every, the army is made up of many, many individuals who all work together. And each guy does that which he can do best. And there's, you know, there's the snipers and the paratroopers and the desk jobs and the whatever. And like, what does any one individual do? Nothing. Well, individuals don't win wars. I mean, Dovin and maybe did, but like individuals don't win armies. Don't win wars. It's armies, but like an army is comprised of individuals, and all, all every person is 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 bound to do the best, the most that they could do. And look, if they could affect other people in their troop or battalion or I don't know, whatever they call these things, right? Then great. And if you're a commander, you have a different role in the army. And if you're this, yeah, everyone has different roles, you know, from the smallest to the lowest. But like ultimately, it's an act. Like an, an army is like a national phenomenon but the nation is comprised up of individuals and every individual has to take their job seriously because that's what makes the, that's the way an army works that's the way a nation works right and secondarily if you're a soldier and you work your hardest you're more likely to live anyways like just i'll tell you also if you're a soldier and you know what you're doing and you work hard and whatever you increase the likelihood of you being able to make it out of the battle alive but look obviously you take risks and you put 
the nation over yourself, as a soldier has to be able to do things like that, you know, they have to run into the line of fire and they, whatever. But what I'm saying is like the degree to which a soldier gives it his all, he himself is more likely to be successful, right? On, on a personal level. Well, again, I don't think that's the main thing, but that's also true, you know? The main thing I think is, look, ultimately, when you're at war, you're dealing with something larger than yourself. You're dealing with a national, you know, battle. And the nation acts through its individuals. That's the way a nation acts. So coming back to here, so I feel like when you're dealing with, like in, in, in this situation, that's that's currently what's going on with all the soldiers who are going to Israel. But I feel like there's, when you're dealing with a war of Israel, there are two levels of the battle. There's like the Teva framework of the battle, you know, which is, which the soldiers are doing. And you're going out there and you're fighting and you're pulling the triggers and you're running and you're, you know, disarming the bombs and whatever else you're doing. But like an action at Sora and a war with Israel is like a metaphysical reality. It's like the says, it's like an Onesh for a Chatan. And it's not just carry, but it's a result of our Avonos. And as a nation, we're sinful and we're deserving of this sorrow. And we have to fight this battle to be able to them to die and shift the balance and bring back Kafara, Chuba, Daka, whatever tools we have in our arsenal to be able to fight this battle and to, you know, for the Malach of uh, the Sire of Yisrael to beat out the Sire of Hamas and uh, whatever, you know, or to have uh, the Kapesh Maya, to have Hashem, you know, remove our Tzaros. And there's, that's like a, a face of the battle, arguably a more important face of the battle. And this, that battle, like, how does Klai Yisrael do tshuva? How does Klai Yisrael fight a war? Every single soldier does. Every single part is the thing that she could do best. Of course, you work together insofar as soldiers work together as much as they could. When they could, they could. When they can't, they can't. And there's, like, again, there's multiple fronts. But it works. The, na- the nation acts through its individuals working individually and together and in multiple levels of groups. <laughs> so I'm saying the same thing here. It's like it's a tzarot to Klai Yisrael. And Klai Yisrael, we're like an army, or call it what you want, but we're like an army of Hashem fighting to be able to, you know, rise our, ring our level up, to be able to be Zoha, to be saved from this tzara. You know, we, unfortunately, we lost many due to the tzara, you know, 1400 or so, and we have captives, but there's could be many, many more. And we're hoping, we're rising, we're reaching, we're fighting to be able to, as a nation, to be able to rise above the tzara and to stop the bleeding, so to speak, and to, you know, and like Hashem, so to speak, at this, you know, one way to interpret it, Hashem's giving us time in between the first attack and the future attacks to do tshuva, right? I mean, there's like an interesting time that we're in now, where it's like, you know, there was this first attack, which was deadly, terrible, and like everyone was all ready, and like, for whatever reason, it's like delayed, and we're just sitting here doing nothing, and like, well, this is like arguably our time to do tshuva before the next wave comes. And who knows how what's going to happen in the next wave? How many people are going to die? Less than the amount of people that died in the first time? More? A lot more? A lot less? Are the cats going to get out? And like nothing's happening. It's all in stall mode. But maybe it's it's a time for us to do tshuva, for us to mobilize. The troops are preparing, you know, at the, and at the front of Gaza and Hezbollah, and they're all preparing. And all the rest of the nation is packing goods and food. And like, but we should be preparing for the war. Which is getting us up to that level, which warrants that the war will go to be successful. And given that the war of Hashem isn't a war of Kerry, but it's a war of Ashkafa and it's a war of Hashem. So, arguably, the more the best 
prepared we are for this battle, metaphysically, tshuva, the better, more likely we're going to succeed. So like, we also have to be preparing for this battle. And the way we prepare for this battle is, in this Esther is through tshuva. Now, what could I individually do? What could any one soldier do? You do whatever you could do. And you try to work with your group as best as you could. Any soldier works with the people in his troop and his battalion and his, I don't know, all the different hierarchy levels of the thing. And that's what each of us does. We work on tshuva on our own level, on our friends, on our yeshiva, on our community, on our bigger community, on the bigger community. Whatever, look, whatever your reach is, that's your reach. And that's, but you can't just say, since I could only shoot one gun, I'm not an influential soldier, and I can only shoot one gun, so I'm going to, oh, whatever, who cares about me? One guy isn't going to beat Hamas. One gun isn't going to beat Hamas. No, but every guy doing everything he could do, does. And the soldier is more likely to live if he learns how to shoot. So I'm saying it's like, worse comes to worse, you don't help Kali Shalom, you just help yourself. You know, become a better person in Sarah, which is like a, a, a unique time to be able to do tshuva and to be thoughtful and to look into ourselves and to, you know, it's like not easy to do tshuva. So that's, that's like on a, on a personal level. But I'm mixing levels here. But I'm saying the idea is like we have a nationalized Torah and it happens through the nation. And the nation, it's machai of every individual in the nation because that's the way. A nation does truva. And again, I think there is a value to get, getting as broad as you could. You know, again, if you have a personal Torah, you know, a chola, you're sick, you're a holy base. I don't know if it's necessarily going to help you to help everyone else. Your, your friends do truva. I mean, of course, it's always good. But that's not, maybe not appropriate. Or whatever, so it's not called for. But like in a time like this, so it is a national tzara. So the broader you could just cast the net, the great, you know. And so far as you could assist other people, but again, it starts at home, you know. And like you have ultimately, definitely have control, you have a over your own life and the decisions you make in your state, your soul, your tshuva, your you know. So, and that is your contribution to the tzara of Galisrael. And if the soldiers in there uh, and, and the people who are part of IDF are running to fight this battle and stepping up in order to help protect Yisrael, then at the very least we could do what do we do? So what we do, there's a formula is to chuva, tzaka, tainis, you know, bring ourselves to a higher level, whatever, you know. So it's a unique opportunity. And it's different. This is a different time. What I'm saying is like, you know, like the learning thing is like, like the the soldier, the the guys in the gush are not sitting them, you know. I would I learn Torah. There's a time for learning Torah, but there's a time for going out into the battlefield, you know. So I feel like, you know, we're not doing that. I'm not saying that we should, you know, all day long sit and cry and do tshuva or whatever. Like we do learn, but like it impacts our learning. It's it, you're right. We may end up like you know, let's say tshuva and like Shir might end early today or tainus. It's like you know, we're not optimal in terms of our learning, but there's a time. This is not a normal time. And this is this is an opportunity to, we have a role, these Vikal every person has a role, Vikal to do tshuva. And doing tshuva, sometimes it takes time out of learning. You can't, you know, it's actually just doing today, the Rama and Tainas. So what's the Seder Hayom? Give me a second. These are on the seven Tainas. Seven Tainas. So we said the Seder Hayom is they all go into the over the year. This is in Nepal's Tainas. Over the year, and they don't describe the whole breakup of the day. He says, um, one second, one second, one second. 
the Ram is Alfi Zion and Tainus. The Chol Yom Tainus she goes on Al Tzibon and Etzar. So this is every, you know, David Tzibon, what do you do? Be'ezim was again Yoshim Bateknesios, who will both come on my Seyan Shehir, and Achat Filas Hashachos Adchat Yom. So the Bezdin and the Zakanim sit in the shuls and they look into the Maisan Shayar from the beginning of the day until Chatzos. Umasirina Samachsholo Shalvera. So they remove the stumbling blocks of Vera. Umasirin Vidorsha Mechokram, Abale Hamas, Averus Mavrishna. And they warn and they're Doresh and Choker about Bale Hamas, like corruption and Averus. And Mavrishna, they separate them. The Abale Zeroa, and on like strong armed people, Mashpil, and they lower them. That's the first half of the day. So that's what the Chacham are doing. I guess the people are listening to the Chachamim, or I'm not sure. It's not clear the direction. But certainly the Chacham are doing that. Right? So then the second quarter, the next quarter of the day, right? Like the, the third quarter of the day, right? You read the Brachos and Klal. Moser Hashem b'ni al Timas. Right, Hashem, my son, don't um, reject or you know disgusted by. I'll talk to you and don't be disgusted by tachacha. Umaftir min navi b'tachachos and any natsara and you read the haftara and navi about tsaros which are tachachos which are related to the particular tsar. The review of Yom Ha'achron misfalu mincha the last quarter of the day that mincha mischanim v'zohakim misfadim kfikacha. Right, mincha tachanunim zohakim misfadim. Right, so where's the learning? Right? So I don't know. You could argue in the first half of the day when there's a canem are doing their thing, everyone else is sitting and learning about the Maybe. Maybe they are. I'm not sure. But like, you see, it's like, and this is the day, which in theory could go on Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, I don't know, Monday, Thursday, Monday, and then again, I don't know, whatever. It's not necessarily, you know, for the rain, it's there's 13 tinyas. Series of 13 tinyas. But then for a different source, it could be ongoing. Right, and this is kind of the schedule. No, now we don't do this exactly nowadays. But what I'm saying is like, but what about the base madrash? Right, but I think the point is, look, there's a time for there's, there's different times. You know, there's like low limud is great, but there's 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 such a thing as a person who's like low osa. Like there's a different times of uh, in Sarah, the the growth that comes or the it's two things. You 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 have it. You have, again, it would be like the soldiers. Saying we're not going to fight now because we have Seder. We have to have them in Seder. It's like the soldiers are, you know, now look, again, yeah, there's different segments in, in Israel society, and you have people, you know, whatever, there's a division of labor there, whatever, different discussion. But whatever, the people who are in, whatever, all the, the people who are in the army, they're obviously, they're canceling their slurm and their chorusis and their whatever. So, again, I don't think we don't do this, men exactly. But you see, there are tinyos, and learning is obviously going to be hit. That schedule, but at any time, whenever you have a tightness, obviously it's going to affect your learning. So that's what I, you know, the one we were asking around about why no one's doing tightness nowadays, you know. So one of the things, one of the issues that we got an answer from someone said is like they don't do it because the guys aren't online, you know, so they don't do tightness because that's, you know, guys can't learn so well. But I don't know. It, to me, it seems like that's not that's not the response right now. The response right now is is chuva and saka and tightness. So. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just saying. Certainly, chuva. You know, if you want to say they're not tainus, you know, say whatever. We don't do tainus. We can't do tainus. Whatever is like they're tainus. But certainly, this is a unique opportunity for tzaka and for chuva. So, you know, it's hard to do chuva. You know, when you make a tainus, it kind of puts you in a mindset of chuva. 
know, but look, if a person's saying they could do tshuva anyways, or, you know, but look, if you're going to learn 20 hours a day, you're not going to have any time to do tshuva. So, you know, that's the response. It's not about tshuva. Yeah. yeah. So that's, oh. and then the second point was, which is related to this. So that's what I'm saying is like, alts your responsibility to the tshuva. Just like a soldier, you know? But then in the martial of the soldier, the soldier is not only fighting and working out and getting his shot good in order to help the Tibor. I mean, he's saving his own life by having a good shot. He's more likely to pull through the battle if he has a good shot and if he's in good shape. If he falls on the floor or whatever, as long as he can hurt the, the war effort, it's going to hurt himself. He's unlikely if he's in bad shape. He's like more likely to get killed. So that's the other dimension of the Isara, which is for yourself, for ourselves. It's like we know how hard it is to do tshuva, you know? Anytime, anytime of the year, anytime, you know? It's hard to make changes in our lives. Like we can learn Torah and we can do like our, the normal course of actions, but like there's always things to change. There's always Averos that we do and there's Midos Ros that we have and it's not so easy to make these changes. And, you know, we try at the Sersame Tshuva, which is probably... We have more more success than any other time of year, such as Mitzvah, because then Shoshana and Purim. But even so, it's hard. It's hard. It was hard. But you know, like I just told me, Rabbi said one time, like, you know, you only have seventy uh, Yom Kippur, so it'd be a shame to waste one. You know, it's like Yom Kippur's are you know, Mitzvahs are unique opportunities. But this is a different type of unique opportunity. Again, there's an emotional and the power of Rosh Hashanah. But it's still like an abstract power. You know, it's like because you know the Kedushan and, and it's great. I'm not going to take away from it in any way. But it's sort of is a different type of thing. Like you're in a time where people are dying. People have just died and they're captives. And the Kedushan is crying out. And we're, you know, that was the, the, the super type of thing. I think that was, that was the thing of the army. You know, and like, so to speak, at that Asifa, all the different battalions are coming out together to join together to cry out, you know. I thought I saw on the list of the thing, like, as all they're writing all the kids, all the schools, and it has like all the schools from after up until Siachitzlak, and like whatever, you know. It's like we're a nation, and the army comes together, like what Brzezinski was saying. It's like, you know, they're, they're, everyone's feeding the soldiers, they trade restaurants or make themselves kosher. It's like they're, we are a nation, and we're joining together, and there are a lot of different battalions. And like I feel the same thing. Like in America, our battalions are very different. Yeshivas, different communities, different whatever. But like the Asifa is an idea of gathering together as an arm to fight this battle together. And that means through Tzaka and the Brisaurus and Shuva. I don't know what, well, who knows what exactly you're talking about. But like that's kind of an idea. Like we are a nation. And that's part of, you know, it seems like based on our Zimmer's whole thing, it's part of the faith seemingly is the lack of unity in the Israel. And these are like opportunities to come together as a nation and to unify. So my point is, though, again, yeah, I'll, I'll track a little bit, but my point is in terms of it's a unique opportunity for us as individuals because of the reality, the emotional impact of the Sara, the crisis, the fact that we don't know what's going to happen and the degree which we each individually or communally make changes in ourselves, we're more likely to be saved. And who knows whether this tzara is going to affect us, even in America, even in anti-Semitism, who knows how the, the impacts. So it's like, it's like a unique time, which, you know, we won't have a time like this in our lives again. You know, I mean, haven't really had it in my life. You know, there was times 
you know, maybe. And I did a little bit when I was younger, you know, they had this, the, the Pesach was reminding me like the, the, these mat missiles from Iraq and there was, maybe in Israel, you know, there was going to be like gas masks they handed out. And, you know, I was like 20 years ago or something. I don't know. Yeah, the father. I mean, there are times, but it's been a while. We've been, Baruch Hashem, we've had a great security over time and no one's really worried. But it's like, it sort of don't necessarily come around that often. I'm saying it's purely on a personal, selfish, you know, level for your own growth. It's like, this is a unique opportunity. Times like, it sort of don't come along all the time. And for your own growth, as much as you want to learn how to read those you know, you can learn how to read Tosis. You have your whole life to learn how to read Tosis. Tosis is not going away, but Asaras do go away. And like, there's not, there is a unique opportunity. Again, I'm totally, this is secondary. Again, I think the primary, but we work on two levels. You know, we work on the national level, and that's ideal uh, ideal thinking. But we also care about ourselves, and we can't deny that. I'm saying in terms of our own selves and our own growth, it's also like, grab the opportunity, you know, get things like this. And it's sort of might, be able to, you know, impact you differently than other types of, you know, lower room to chuva. And if you make change in your personality, you could benefit from them for years and years to come. You know, but it's a shame not to do it. And even like a series of tests, you know, like we've been, this has been a number of days, your types of changes in your personality, I think you like, just like a certain chuva is different for chuva than one day. You know, sorry, David. You know, having like a bob or like a series of chuva to the tiniest different spread out not every single day but spread out it's like i don't know you could make different types and that's hard i know you hard it's not so easy to do these things but you could try to pick an area and you could try to get into a certain mind space even just the whole state of mind of an asara i feel like brings you closer to your dependency upon a kadabracho and you know just like it could put it puts you in different type of state of mind which you could try to use and again, over multiple days, any one day, it's like any tightness. How long do you have on one tightness to really do Juba? But like when you have a series of them, like, I don't know, you can make a little bit of headway. And then the next one, you can make a different headway. And then, you know, I don't know, they're like, and even in between the tightness, I just feel like your mind is, is in the Karsha. Just like in Juba. It's similar to that. Like, like Juba's hard to do in one day. Hard to do in 10 days. But, you know, the, the, the mind, the state of mind of the of the tzara could help us in that regard. So, yeah, those, those, those are some thoughts. So, in that, any comments or questions, or should we look at them now? I'm going to transition now. Okay. Yeah, I, so, I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, like, well said. You're kind of saying it's like even when you're learning, your learning isn't necessarily I'm trying to become a Lamdan, but your learning is I'm participating in the national mission of Tamadora. It's just like, I guess I'm saying, it's like, it's a way, so I thought that whole thing in the army and whatever, it's like a way to think about yourself. It's like, we're self-centered, but we're not truly, our metaphysical state is as a part of a nation. You know, like Rebbe always, for many years, would announce, like before Hashem, before it, make sure, you know, it's Yom and Den or whatever, Davin for the people, the primary field is for the people, not for the individual, you know? Our primary identity and our primary place before Kaddish Baruch Hu is with the people. Rashi says, Moshe Rabbeinu, it says Moshe in all the years that the Klai Yisrael were like Nizufim uh, rejected by Kadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have the same level of the Lord, they didn't have the Lord, they didn't have the same level, or Yichud, like Moshe Rabbeinu. But the, the, the level of Nebuah that he had was totally diminished because Klai Yisrael was not, you know, and Hashem related to him in a different way because he was the leader of Klai Yisrael. So like our primary identity should be as a nation, as a part of a nation. 
And when we're learning Torah, we're carrying on the divine mission of uh, passing down the Torah and the Mesorah and conveying that to the future generations. Right. So, yeah, no. It's like, and like, I don't know, somehow when we're in a time of national tsara, it kind of can allow you to refocus. You know, so that's something to do Chuvan. You know, like, I know it's hard to find things to do Chuvan or certain things are too hard to do Chuvan or whatever. But like, I feel like there's a Chuva which is somewhat natural at this type of a time. It puts you in a different state of mind which could fall away once the time ends. It's Hashem, you know, soon, you know. But it could also, you know, become a part of you. And it's not going to become part of you without, you know, really thinking about it, you know, and getting insights. I feel writing the emotions, the emotions of the you know, wax and land, you know, and the emotions of the moment are strong and powerful, and you feel everyone feels differently at this time. But the emotions are going to go away. The emotions could allow you to be thoughtful and gain insights and try to try. Of course, you know we know every Yom Kippur we have these emotions and they go away soon thereafter. So, but maybe these are different. That's no saying. Maybe these are different. Maybe it's the same thing, but maybe it's different. And maybe even if we're not so successful in Yom Kippur. Maybe we could be successful in this time. It's different. It's we haven't we've never tried this before, you know. Thankfully, but it's like there's you know opportunities. Like again, there's Aftas thing, you know. There's push for Aftas in place. Well, it's like it could be great. Could be, of course, you know. Not that we want to sacrifice lives to do that, but it could all, we could emerge as a different type of unification in Israel, which could fall away as soon as this war is over. Or it could become a part of, uh, you know, we, but we need insight. We need to be thoughtful. We can't just run with the emotions. We have to, I don't know, be introspective and use them. I feel like use the emotions to gain insight. You know, yeah, like kind of what you're saying. Think of that. Think of your learning in different perspectives. So that's like an insight. Now that insight shouldn't fall away, even if the emotion falls away. You know, so like try to you know, think about it. That's just like, it's an interesting combination about using the emotional state that we're in. And I don't know, let's say we, you know, we feel the tzara, so you can dive and work on Which is great. And tzaka is part of the, even if it's not going to last, there's the reality of tzaka. It's a time that Hashem has listened to Shmeichel to some of these and, you know, Hashem listens to, whatever, Hashem listens to Tefillah. I mean, there's reality of tzaka crying out to Hashem, but maybe that could be an opportunity to figure out how to get into a state of a better tefillah in general. Is it going to be exactly the same afterwards? I doubt it, because you're going to lose the emotional part of it. But, you know, again, there's, you know, opportunity to take from it, but you need to think. That's what my point is. You can't just feel the tzara. And, without, and expect it to last. I feel like you need to somehow try to internalize these things, which I don't know exactly how. There's no exact, I don't know there's an exact method or exactly, but it takes time sometimes and thoughtfulness. And again, I'm kind of plug for kindness, but it's more 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 important to think it's true than dynas, but I think kindness does put you in a state which is like more conducive to Reflectiveness, you're removing yourself from your physical, you're, you're partaking of the tzara of everybody else, and you know, 
a little tzara, not eating for a little bit is obviously it's nothing, but compared then it's tzara's which people are having, you know, but it's hard. It is hard. Despite that, it's, you know, something, something sad about it, but it's like hard for us to fast. But the amount of pain we have from fasting is like so minuscule compared to anything, which captives and the soldiers and the, I don't know, whatever. It's just, it's not a big deal. It's hard. Okay. I'm not saying, you know, and people have the harder times or easier times, uh, you know, but whatever. It just allows you to kind of pull yourself back a little bit and realizing that there's a bigger picture going on here and life isn't the same. That's a different time. Seaboard has different needs and you have different opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another point there or no? <clears throat> okay. So, so with that in mind, or not exactly with that in mind. Yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of interesting. It's like, that's what I feel like in learning. Also, another point I was going to say, Ken, is that there's like, even in your learning, there's like different, like what you learn, you know? Like, I don't know, right now, like, with Rabbi Zimbo, we're learning about Basra this year. But we're we're trying to shift. I think we're going to try to shift to doing kindness. Like, we just see there's beautiful sigils. There's a whole five, six, seven, I don't know, kindness sigils. Which we never do because it's so impractical. But like apparently it's not impractical. I mean these things are practical. And there's there's sugyas. So I don't know. We're trying to, you know, like our mind and our emotions are there anyway. So if we're gonna try to shift our focus to doing sugyas like that, you know? It becomes like you could direct your energies towards thinus through doing sugyas about thinus, you know. You know, or like I don't know, in our morning so we're doing erchan. But I don't know, some days we do um you know, we just pick a capital hotel and then slam through and see what, you know? So, like, I don't know. It's like, I just feel like this is like a type of a time where, again, we don't necessarily have to stick to it. Like, learning is learning. Even if you want to learn, you know, you're going to be learning. You could, to, 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 you know, involve your learning in different topics, which are pertinent to the time. I'm just saying you have to. I'm just throwing out that together. It's like, you know, it's like you could still be involved in learning, but it's like you could get your head into the area. You want to think about Thinus and Juva and ideas about how to do it to learn Sigyas about that. And it will kind of let you get in touch with what is, how does the Torah understand the Thinus? What are the different components of Thinus? What's the experience of Thinus like? What is it designed to do? And learn the Sigyas. So, you know, or how to respond in a Torah. We'll go through the element. You kind of get some senses of how that Ramah does it, how, you know? So, I guess my point is, is like, <clears throat> I think it's like a mistake to just look at this as just a normal time. You know, do everything like normal, and you know, yeah. Of course, besides all the other different things, you know, like the chesed, which is available, of course, in Israel. You know, again, same thing in Israel. Like Megdal, they're doing chesed campaigns or whatever. I'm sure they're learning a lot, but I'm sure they're also taking time to do chesed. So there's near needs, you know. So normally, you say, look, you always go to the hospital, knock out, like you said, out a seder, and like you know go to hospitals and whatever. But I feel like you say these these things are after us the But like now I don't, I don't think it's after us the Like the need is great. And I don't really know what's going on in Israel. But like I think there's a lot more trucking than there are people have time to do it. So arguably it makes sense. Again, I don't know the facts on the ground and whatever and holding the city is but it's reasonable at a time like that to put more time into you know so into helping out with whatever the needs are. And now here also, you know. Maybe you have to give time to give stock up, you know, take time out of your thing to look into, I don't know, to 
fill out uh, your credit card information on the thing that you want to get stuck on, or whatever. I don't know. Just saying, or going to Nasifa or the Nasfasad, which is available again. Now, you know, writing a letter to uh, soldiers or whatever, or saying that it helps them be encouraged when they get letters from other people and whatever. So I don't know how long does that take you, but it's like a thing, and it's part of the Avoda, I feel, Israel in this time. So I don't know. You know, obviously, you could do you do these things all day long, and that person, I think, does have to have a balance. Like, ultimately, you are in Yeshiva, and this is the stage of your life that you're in. I don't think cancel learning for, you know. But, you know, there's a balance, I feel like. You know, you can strike a balance, and how long does it take to write a letter or to get stuck or to go to Sifo or to, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not sure. What I'm saying is like <clears throat> we kind of get in this mode that we should like be single-mindedly focused on learning, and in general, there's some truth to that. That's like your primary aspect of the person, and there's an idea of you know, light, you know. But again, when you go to war, obviously Davenal wasn't learning when he was fighting battles, right? You know, but I mean, he was probably waking up in the middle of the night and saying Helen or learning. He was, you know, <laughs> you know, writing Helen or whatever, you know. But he's Davenal. But whatever, I'm sure he was learning less when he was fighting than when he was just normal doing whatever. But that's, you know, that's the reality there at different times. And just because we're in America doesn't mean it's like, you know, that's just my point. We're still part of the army, you know, or the bigger army, the physical army, not the physical army. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and so, let's just get the shot. At the very least, let's get the shot of Anenu, because we say Anenu and whatever, we know that long. But, you know, you can learn into it more. You can look into it. So, so answer us, Hashem, answer us on the day. So I looked at this. They, they want to say in, a, in one of these, I'm in those sorts of fields. They want to say, what's Tzom Tanisenu? It sounds repetitive. Isn't Tzom and Tainus the same thing? So they showed like this Lashon. Tzom is like, sometimes it means like a, 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 like a unity, a, a, joint, a joint. Like a Tzom Adbakar is like, I don't know, it connects the... Uh, the cattle or something like that. So he says Tzom is like a, a type of a gathering or a tzirah. So it's like not just the tinus, but it's like a, this is on tinus seabor, I guess. When you say, and I guess you could also say it on like a tinus yachid. I don't know. But I guess primarily it's for the tinus seabor. He's saying it's like a like a gathering of tinus. We're, we're unified in tinus. Because we're in great tzar. Okay. <clears throat> So don't look at our rishos and don't turn your face from us and don't, um, I guess, like ignore our uh, blind yourself. Blind yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's going to say that from our uh, back. So that was interesting. Um, so that's, I think, like uh, Rabbi Zimmer's time also. It's like a sheer amount of here. See, Hash. Right? Let, let your ears, so to speak, be listening. Right. If we have sins, like we're sinful. And there's also like the very capital when they were in a war and they were surrounded in Pegimel. It starts out almost the very first thing. Pegimel, it starts off. Hashem, Hashem, don't be silent. Don't, don't, you know, don't silent us out. Don't be silent and quiet. And so it's like, because of the fact so that we're we have rishos. Like we're in a tzara, obviously there's rishos. We're deservant of it. We're choten. So when the Mishnah is not going to listen, this has to upon him. So we were saying it, maybe this, that's part of tzaka. We're like crying out to Hashem. 
Al Tesalim Tchinaseinu. Don't like you know, like in in Eicha we say Sasam Tfilasi. Like Hashem, like Tfilas is closed out. And that's why like you know, not in the fully on Tishba. The normal that maybe we don't, maybe we need Tzaka. We need to like cry out to Hashem. Please don't close your ears. Don't hide yourself from us. Don't you know? Al Tzalim Heina Karov Lashavas. You'd rather be close to Hashem to our crying out, right? We need our, our we need our, our crying out to reach you, so to speak, and not for you to be, you know, as I was saying, you should be that your chasad, it's like chasad is like totally undeserved. That's why I'm in the Maruch, like chasad is like totally undeserved. Like we're totally undeserved. We've got sins in most of We're it's it, you know. But we know ki like like you have, we know you're a soleach. So we're saying is, Kina chas your chas said, bring us consolation. Terem nikra elacha This is interesting. Before we call to you, answer us. It's like funny, right? Something circular about that. Right? Yeah. It's like if it's before we call, you answer us, and we're not going to call. And we're calling. First of all, two things. First of all, how could he ever do it? And we are calling. So, right, it's too late. Right? It's a basic. Before they call out, I, I will answer. But then they don't end up calling out. So it's one thing to say, okay, maybe I'll call me, so they don't have to call out. But what about us? We're asking for it before we call out, but we are calling out. Right? So yeah, it's too late. Right? And what does that mean? And that's, see, time you're going to be before we call out, I'll answer you. But Odim and means like while we're still talking. So that at least you could say that that's not circular. You say like, well, we are not asking for Yeshua in a year from now. We're looking for Yeshua now. We have Tzrachim now, right? But what's this idea of before we call out, right? That's an interesting problem, right? Let's just finish it up one second. Then it says, Kadar um, because you, Hashem, are an Onet and Esar. Even though Esar is our Hester Pana, whatever, like you are, you do, that's your Midah. You're Podeo Matzel, Chol Esar You redeem, you save, and in times of Tsar and And that's why we're calling out to you. This is our Tzaka in this time, right? Okay, and then we finish it when, when it's the Tfilah, the Shatz, you say, Baruch to Hashem, Onet Sara, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you want to answer that question? Okay. I like that point. He's saying is like, look, like in this example, he's saying this: you're not crying to Hashem. Things could get bad. We're saying save us before it gets that bad. It might get really bad. Right. Now, now, what happens if it doesn't get bad? I'm gonna say, oh, it turns out we didn't need to fast. Right. No, maybe it turns out it's a good thing we did fast because he answered us before we call out, before the tzara comes about. Like Hashem's, right. like we're davening now, but maybe we're gonna have daven even more intensely because things could get much worse. So before it intensifies, we're turning towards you in the state of tefillah, and we're diving on the future tzaros that might occur also. And Hashem does that. He recognizes, like, insofar as we're mispalal, and when it doesn't happen, presumably if it doesn't happen, and we'll then recognize, Baruch Hashem, that it didn't happen, Hodal Hashem, that it didn't happen. But we don't need it to happen and then to cry out. Rather, we could daven, we could be in a state of feeling and then it doesn't happen, and then we give hoda. But only if we're going to recognize that. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to feel, turns out, somehow as you sure we don't have to go in and all that, then you say, oh, turns out it's a waste. Turns out nothing happened. No, maybe that's what we're dominating. Yeah. Does that mean that if, um, like, let's say Israel just won the war tomorrow, maybe we would, would we have to say hello? I mean, hello is a shayla. When you say hoda, 
But I mean, whether you institute halal is a halachic shaila, which I mean, not permanently, so. just like oh, we just won the war. I think so. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's a so you that's know a that's a halachic halal. That's like a halachic halal that thing, or versus like saying hoda. I think hoda you have to like every person should always daven when before and like the makamakish in the present, you know, for the future, and then give it on the past. Like that's appropriate response. But the institution, the halachic mitzvah halal, is a sugya, which uh, I don't know, but. Okay, so I guess we should stop here for my method. Okay, so, you know, the, I looked into this a little bit. I have some thoughts, but it's an interesting thing to think about, given what we do how we do on Ana. This is our tefillah. This is like the tefillah of uh, Tzaka, and, and it's built into tefillah, so it's worth, you know, getting some insight. All right, have a good one.